Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Kylie Omiller showing off those shifty skills. Driver driving hard down the alley and he scores. What a goal from Josh Bird. Kayla Trainer slips and scores. What You're kidding me. By Dylan Ward. Gets topside. Rambo scores. You're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk, your go-to podcast for interviews with professional players, coaches, and executives, as well as the latest news and analysis from all three professional lacrosse leagues. Welcome, everyone, to another PLT preview show live on Twitter Spaces. Five-game slate, a lot of news that's happened uh, since earlier this week. I think the biggest is the activation of Austin Stotts on the seals. So I'll start with you, Brian. I know you're equally excited as I am. Uh, what do you think of now that Austin Stotts is suiting up for the seals and how do you like the seals team against Calgary? That it was something that was surprising because I'm at work and I just happened to scroll on my phone and I'm like, Oh, I was not expecting that at all. Cause with the, with his injury, I said, man, he might be out for a while and it couldn't be bigger news for them right before the game starts and playing a roughneck. So it's like, all of a sudden, the game, the, ma- the game, and the matchup gets a lot more interesting. Where arguably the sales best player returns, the fan base is energized. This lax Twitter was everybody's just retweeting and saying, "All these back, all these back." So I'm really excited to see. It's going to be a big jolt for the sales playing the roughneck. So I'm excited to see how they play with that adrenaline rush, knowing that arguably their best player is back. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think the seals looked like the seals we had expected last week compared to their first game. Um, you know, the addition of Jeremy Noble definitely helped this last game. Um, and then Chiliano played, you know, lights out, only allowing four goals. So that was big for them. Um, this matchup against Calgary is going to be interesting to me. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a cakewalk. I do like the seals team to to come out with the victory. Um, and actually I'm liking them to potentially cover the spread. I was kind of on the fence that, you know, I, I never like to pick laying you know minus one and a half um or more than that but uh you know i think the seals team can get it done but i storyline in addition to austin stotts too is the fact that dane doby is returning now to calgary for the first time since signing with the seals in the offseason so give me your thoughts on you know how, how do you think calgary is going to receive dane in this uh arena adam i mean he helped bring home a championship right so i i certainly think uh he's going to get yeah. a, a a massive uh, a round of applause from that supporter section, and I I think it's going to be a matchup to see. We we're when uh, talking about the betting side of things, you know they they always play co- close matchups, and I think Dane scored uh, seven <laughs> points last time he played against the Seals. So uh, I'm I'm taking this uh, the Seals in this one for for that difference, plus having Audi back. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be super exciting to see uh, Dane go back to Calgary um, for this one. Yeah, no, and uh, another interesting thing, betting-wise, is that the under is 21. Now, both these teams have offensive firepower, but they also have two stout goaltenders in Christian Del Bianco on the roughneck side and Chiliano on the Seals side. So our friend Parker Blake on the Bet on the Cross podcast this week, he said he liked the under in this game at 21. I personally like the under, too, but as we got closer, I- I'm getting a little bit more nervous. I don't have an official play on that, um, but given the goaltender's pedigree, kind of made me lean towards the under. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Do you think we're going to see more than 21 goals scored, or do you think we're going to see, um, you know, under 21 goals scored? I'll start with you, Brian. I want to say I think I'm, I'm going to go with the over just based on Audi being back, Doby coming, returning, just the energy is I think is going to be is going to be through the chart. So I'll, I'll bet the over. 
Yeah, and I'm with Brian, too. I know uh, what you were talking about, Hutton, but I I think uh, it's going to be an electric uh, atmosphere there at the Saddle Dome. And, uh, yeah, I I take the over in this one as well. And and that pains me to say as a goalie, I I think they're two of the best. And uh, uh, Christian Del Bianco uh, always comes to play in the big games. But I think I'm going to take the over as well. Yeah, no, and 21 is a pretty low total. Um, you know, we were, we only saw 20 on Caesar Sportsbook, 21, 21 and a half. Um, I think there might have been a 20 as well, but nothing really higher than that, which was interesting when we saw some 23s earlier, um, but those tended to hit under. So the sportsbooks are adjusting. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I was kind of leaning towards the under start. Um, now I'm not so sure. Like I said, I don't really have light, but, uh, you know, two guys we didn't mention as well that have been lighting up the stat sheet are the two rookies for the San Diego in Mac O'Keefe and – Trey LeClaire. So, um, you know, th- this seals offense has weapons all over, all over the, uh, the floor. Um, obviously Zach Greer ha- has gone on IR. Um, so with the addition of Austin Stotts, they lose a guy in Zach Greer, which is definitely hurts. But um, I think hopefully we see the Austin Stotts we know and love um, from past seasons. Um, and if he's fully healthy, um, he's a huge difference maker. I mean, he's a game changer. He was an MVP candidate in his rookie season, essentially before he got injured. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm leaning definitely on the seals on this one. Uh, we'll move on to the Mammoth taking on Panther City in Texas. It's Panther City's second game. Um, I'm leaning more of the Mammoth on this one, but I don't really know how to judge either of these teams based on their games. I thought they both had great first weeks and then very lackluster second weeks. We'll start with you, Adam. Do you have any thoughts on uh, these two teams? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. After Panther City came out with, with a, a, a pretty uh... – I, it's weird to say definitive loss, right? How well they, uh, with how well they played against the Wings in, in Week One last week, well, wasn't as successful. And uh, I'm, it's really early in the. Obviously, this is literally only Game Two for for that franchise as a whole. But uh, it'll be really interesting to see um, where where that one takes it. Um, and you know, as we keep reiterating this on, on the pods and on the spaces, you know, it's so early in the season. These teams, uh, were a, an expansion franchise like Panther City. Uh, or Colorado Mammoth team who who had a number of pretty significant changes uh, in the off season. Um, they they just haven't played together uh, for for an extensive period comparatively with how how long that uh, almost two year hiatus was. So um, I, I think I, I take it because they have uh, arguably the, one of the best goalies uh, in the world, one of my favorites, Sweatpants himself, Dylan Ward in cage for them. But I'm really interested to see. Uh, how how this one goes just because um, it's an early uh, pivot point for for these teams but this this win could be uh, a big one for both squads yeah I'm, I'm hoping that we'll get to see uh, you know a little bit more from these teams I didn't think the mammoth looked too bad at least in the first quarter of that seals game too again Chiliano kind of stood on his head throughout that game yeah. um, you know disappointing how that offense turned out the rest of the game um, but overall you know I, I think they're just tr- still trying to find their groove obviously they've added Zed Williams they had Connor Robinson in the offseason they lost a few pieces and Jacob Rouet. Um so you know and Tyler Digby too was only there for a handful of games last season so I think they're still trying to find their groove there's still a lot of you know weapons on that offense um, so I'm not too worried uh, you know about them the defense you know seemed to be you know missing Dan Coates a little bit this season um, so yeah we'll, we'll see I, I, I'm picking the mammoth as well but you know panther city i think is hungry um and i don't think tk is uh, too happy with how they it, that last game turned out so he put out a, a great quote earlier uh this week about how he doesn't care you know he, he knows nll expansion franchises had historically had a lot of success but he said their goal is still to win a championship regardless so 
Um, you know, he, he has high expectations for this team. Um, and just a quick segue from expansion, there was a recent Sports Business Journal article that came out on the NLL. In addition to Las Vegas coming um, Team 16, it, it sounds like expansion is going to continue well after that, uh, which is, is, I think, great news to hear. Uh, the commissioner said they're trying to reach 22 teams by the end of the decade. Um, and 30 teams around by 2035. So that that's some lofty goals. That's you know almost an expansion team a year uh, following Las Vegas. So I'm I'm hoping we can continue on that track and the evaluations of these franchises keep going up. So that's a great sign. But just a small segue, I thought I'd throw in there since we are talking the franchise Panther City. We'll move on to the next game on the slate. That is a Canadian matchup between the Rush at Vancouver. Warriors undefeated right now. Rush are looking for their first win. Adam, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, the Russia looking for that first W. They do have um, uh, uh, their uh, their leader uh, really high up in the points in Mark Matthews. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how this team really figures itself out after uh, trading away one of the best players in the league in Ben McIntosh to, to the wing. So um, I'm curious to see as the season develops uh, how that offense uh, develops for, for the rush going forward. The other side of things from a warrior standpoint, I mean, Mitch Jones and Keegan ball are both, uh, top 10 right now, uh, in scoring. So, uh, those are guys that you expect, uh, to, to perform for, for the warriors. Uh, and they certainly are. So, um, I I'm excited, uh, to watch this matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think the rush, uh, definitely need to, you know, win this game, you know, there's no must wins this early on in the season with an 18 game slate, but that'll be big for them. And, you know, this is a, a true test for the Warriors, you know, this no disservice to the teams they played. Obviously we think highly of the seals and they beat them in week one. And then, you know, Panther city is still as an expansion franchise, you know, they, they beat them pretty handedly. Um, you know, so, so even, you know, if you are kind of down on Panther city, uh, you got to respect what the Warriors have done so far, but I think this rush game is definitely going to be a true test for them. Um, and they can really cement themselves as a contender in this West division. Any thoughts on this game, Brian, between uh, the Rush and the Warriors? Yeah, so this one I'm really excited about. The Warriors were a team I wasn't really looking too heavily into going into the season. And when I watched the first game of the season, I remember I kind of told on myself that I wasn't really that familiar with the box because I tweeted out, Mitch Jones, I don't know who you are, but you're really good. So I kind of researched him and looked in. I'm like, man, this guy was ranked, I think, in Lax Mag as the seventh best player in the NLL. And I was just like, man, this guy is great. So the team has just been, I think, a lot of people weren't talking about him and they're kind of flying under the radar. But I'm really yeah. excited to see what Mitch Jones can do and what this Warriors offense against a rush team trying to find a win. But and also got to be a little local with Kyle Killen playing for the Warriors. So I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I'm yeah, really- no. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited. Uh, you know, when we we talked about some rookies. I'm excited uh, to see uh, Marshall Palace uh, of the Rush. Um, uh, just had an assist on the season uh, right now, but um, I I know you heard a lot about him uh, during draft night, and I'm really really excited uh, to see him suit up for the Rush. Absolutely, same great player. I want to go on over what you said too, Brian, because uh, I feel like, you know, the, the Warriors made some moves this off season and kind of, you know, we kind of overlooked, I would say, you know, no one was overlooking Reed Bowering and his presence. He's been a, a godsend for them though, obviously in the first two weeks of the season, um, you know, their number three, uh, the number three overall pick their top draft pick um, in the 2020 draft. And then you mentioned, you know, they acquired Kyle Killen um, and then also Adam Sherilyn Bettis. He has made his impact known as well. So, you know, these guys, they already had a ton of pieces 
they added these pieces. And then Alex Buque has been playing lights out as well, which I don't think many people expected. So overall, I agree. They were flying under the radar, and it's kind of maybe time to give them some respect. I mean, Mitch Jones was an MVP candidate before the stoppage uh, the last season. So um, he's another guy, you know, that's, um, you know, I, I really don't think he gets the respect he deserves. And maybe it's because they're a West Coast team. They're a Western Canadian team. You know, um, I don't know what it is, but um, I like them in this game from a betting perspective, not only to cover the one and a half spread. I think, that, you know, that's uh, I would take them on the one and a half any day. Um, but also, I think on the money line, they're plus 155. So I'm confident enough for them to win this game. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be another close contest. But um, you know, if they're getting a point and a half at home, um, I, I like them as a play. Um, and I know that's one of uh, Dan Alexander's best bets too on the Battle of the Cross podcast that he gave out as one of his official plays. So um, I'm looking for a, a Warriors win and them to go three and zero tonight. Um, but you know, I'm expecting it to once again be another close game. There's really hasn't been too many blowouts in the start of this NLL season. And, you know, even blowouts by lacrosse standards are tend to be only four or five goals. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's going to be another tight contest. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we, we talk all about that Warriors offense and we didn't even mention a guy uh, in Logan. Not only is he a stud uh, Twitter follow, right? One of the best. Right. Followers, but uh, he's also uh, having a really good season up to this point after two games, already has seven points, six assists. So, uh, another guy for the Warriors to look out for for tonight. Yeah, and I think he tweeted out it's official Nickelback Day. I think he made that up today, but uh, you know, uh, kudos to him. His Twitter presence, I think he does it just as well as he scores on the floor. But uh, yeah, you know, can't overlook him as well when he means that Warriors team. Uh, let's move on to Saturday. Uh, this matchup, I'm sure, will get you going. Adam. It's the Wings on against the Toronto Rock. Um, Toronto's going to be wearing their black and yellow jerseys. Um, you know, it gives me too many Steeler vibes. I know it's for the Hamilton teams, the Tiger Cats, and the Bulldogs, but uh, I know I'm not going to be a fan just because of my Steelers biases. But um, what are your thoughts on this game, Adam? Do you think the Wings are uh, going to be come out 3-0 at the end of this game, or do you think the Rock are going to get another victory in the season? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there was reports, uh, Ty Marin and Brad Chancellor mentioned uh, on Twitter that uh, a guy that's com- performing extremely well for, for the Wings right now, and Corey Small, uh, it, it hit the COVID protocol list. So I'll be, we'll, we'll see more details about that going forward. He, he's been playing fantastic. But I, I do think this uh, uh, Philly um, and team ha- has the, the, uh, ability to make up for for uh missing a guy like Corey small uh coming against this rock team that uh is going to be black and gold sorry all you tiger cat hamilton tiger cats fans i know it was a tough loss breakup for you a couple days ago and unfortunately i think i think it might be another loss for you uh against the wings on saturday what are your thoughts on this game brian well, first laughing because I remember with the black and yellow jerseys and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope they retire this Wiz Khalifa song. I don't want to hear black and yellow at any point during this game. <laughs> so off the strength of that, I'm like, if I hear that, then I have to go for the wings to beat them by at least five goals. But I think Toronto has a shot. Any team with Tony, definitely give him a shot. My guy Latrell Harris played well, had his goal, had his transition goal last week. So I'm interested to see how tight they can keep the game because the, the Wings and another team, one of those offenses where they can turn it on in a second, all of a sudden they put three, four goals on you. But I agree. I think the Wings are going to pull this one out. Yeah, I'm going to actually differ from you guys. I think it's going to be a, a, another close game, uh, a true test again for the Wings, I think, compared to, you know, no disservice to the Riptide and the Panther City. But 
Um, those two teams played the Wings tightly uh, the past two weeks, and I think the Wings are a superior team roster-wise. So I think this is going to be their true test. I think what worries me is, you know, you mentioned one of the guys, Latrell Harris, uh, great in transition, Challen Rogers, great in transition. Toronto can score in transition. Even Tom Schreiber has been getting involved in transition, and the Wings have been very poor in transition defense this season so far. Uh, Kiggins has been playing well. He's been keeping them in games. But um, on the flip side, I, I don't think this Wings offense has seen a goaltender like Nick Rose quite yet this early on in the season. So I'm going rocking this one. Um, I think them they're going to win it outright. You know, the Wings are getting plus one and a half. So that's interesting, you know, play from a betting angle. Um, you know, I'd probably take the rock on the money line, but I don't think I would take them with the minus one and a half. I think this game is going to be tight. So I don't want to, you know, give a one and a half points um, for them, but uh, I do think they pull this out. I, you know, I think this is going to be, again, the true test for the wings and um, we'll kind of see if they're a real contender based on how they play this rock team, um, regardless if they win or lose. I just want to see them, you know, play this team closely. Um, and if they get up early, you know, put them away early too, because that's the, then their problem too, is haven't been able to put away games. Um, kind of let teams hang around, but that be, takes us. Go ahead, Adam. No, and it'll be interesting. I don't know. Have, have we heard uh, if TD's gonna be suiting up for the Rock? Because man, who who doesn't love a matchup against uh, Trevor and TD at the at the faceoff X? Yeah, we mentioned that. Me and Sam mentioned that on the PLT podcast this yep. week, and I don't think we have confirmation that he is been activated yet. But uh, that would be you know another great. Uh, you know, matchup to see. And that's also why, again, I like this rock team. Um, you know, I still like them even if TD's not suiting up, but you know, if he is, he's going to kind of neutralize Trevor a little bit. And, you know, there's always that debate whether face-offs make a huge difference, um, you know, when it, it comes to the indoor game and it's, you know, maybe less of an impact, but still you extra possessions in a game that can kind of really switch things. Our final game of the weekend is the Rochester Nighthawks going to Albany Firewolves. Firewolves, their home opener in this one. Um, so they're going to be expecting, you know, a good home crowd. Um, they were off last week, so they're currently 0-1 looking for their first win. And so is Rochester. Who are, and Rochester is now uh, looking for a win after losing to the Bandits. They're 1-1. They beat the Riptide in week one. But uh, um, right now, Albany's favored um, in this matchup. They're laying uh, two and a half. So Rochester is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, so far, we've seen a uh, two-and-a-half-point underdog. So far, we've seen two-and-a-half-point underdogs cover three times already this season. So in terms of betting, I like Rochester getting two-and-a-half points. I don't know if they're going to win outright, but what are your thoughts on this game, Adam, both from a betting perspective but also just from a, a straight X's and O's perspective as well? Yeah, I uh, I, I, I think I differ from a lot of people. I like firewolves in this one, so that kind of gives you an idea from a betting perspective where, where I'm looking, you know, I think uh, I'm excited to see. I think anytime I get to watch a, a guy like Andrew Q suit up, uh, I'm very excited. So uh, as well as, you know, we, I, we've mentioned on previous pods, my, my guy, Charlie Kitchen too. So I'm really excited for this matchup. I, I was surprised uh, at that difference, especially with uh, the, the Rochester uh, goalie situation um, with uh, Evan Kirk, not playing uh, for the rest of the, so it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm uh, surprised at that line, and I'm excited to see the Firewolves in this one. Before I saw that Austin Stops was coming back, this was the game I was actually most excited about showing my upstate New York bias here. <laughs> but it is anybody seen my tweets, I'm going to push aside my my dislike that the Firewolves went to Albany and they didn't come to Syracuse, but I'm not even <laughs> going to worry about that right now. But I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Rochester in this one. Um, Hoda Katoni has been playing amazing so far this season. Mm-hmm. 
getting a lot of a lot of production out of their out of the young guys, Charlie Bertrand and Ryan Smith. So with them, with the way that their offense has been going, um, I think I want to lead a little bit more towards Rochester in this one. Yeah, how about Charlie Bertrand? Uh, you know, I mean, he's another guy that we we knew he would do well in the box game, but probably didn't get a, you know as much love as he probably should have. You know, so um, what else? yeah, really for this one. Go ahead, Adam. Like I feel like Charlie hasn't gotten. Uh... Uh, he he continually surprises people over and over again, and I, and I don't know why. So uh, I was expecting big things, and I'm glad I'm glad they're coming to fruition for. Absolutely, this is the Syracuse kid there. Wherever he goes, yep. D two did it, UVA he did it, with the Woods he did it. He's been doing it. that first game, man, man. He played wonderful. So I'm checks excited all. to see as he continues to play. Yeah, he checks all the boxes, man. All the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, yeah, and unfortunately, Evan Kirk won't be, you know, participating the rest of the season, um, you know, due to a work commitment. Uh, but, you know, Hartley's no, no slouch either. You know, they drafted him to be the guy eventually. Um, so I think they brought in Evan Kirk, you know, to kind of be that mentor, um, you know, and give them, you know, that veteran presence. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, I don't think there's that much of a drop off, I guess, is my, my thoughts um, in this. You know, again, I do like the Firewolves. I think the Firewolves are flying under the radar, too, just based on the fact that, you know, they had a lot of offseason moves in terms of moving, obviously, locations, rebranding. But this team was, you know, the top team when we last saw action. So, um, and they played the Toronto Rock pretty well. I think the Rock, um, you know, kind of uh, should have kind of maybe won by a little bit more in the last game. Uh, that penalty really helped the Firewolves get back in that game. But that's not a disservice, I think, to the Firewolves. So, yeah, I'm excited to see this. I like the Firewolves to, to win outright, but I like the Nighthawks to cover. So pretty much what I'm saying with that is I'm expecting a, you know, one to two goal game in this one um, with, I think, the Firewolves coming out on top. But I think it's close. Um, but that wraps up our preview uh, for this week. If you guys got came in late, you can listen to the Pro Cross Talk podcast feed as well as I believe Twitter Spaces is going to have this recording up as well. Um, but we appreciate everyone tuning in. Brian, thank you again for hopping on. We'll definitely have you on again in the future. Um, and Adam, it's good to talk with you this week. I know we didn't get to link up earlier this week, so great to have uh, a discussion around pro lacrosse once again. But thank you guys all for listening, and uh, take care. Enjoy these games this weekend.